Hello, and welcome to the Marking Excellence Podcast. I'm Mark Shanoff, and today marks my 100th day as superintendent of Osceola County. But since every day is day one, I prefer to look at it as my 100th first day. In my first 100 days as superintendent of the Osceola School District, I've seen time and time again why Osceola is such a special place. Thank you for joining me on this journey towards educational excellence, which is built on the strong foundation of student success and a positive culture for our employees to thrive. Today, I will discuss some of the things I have learned, some of the things I have accomplished, and what I hope to do next. To help me stay on track, I've invited school board member Heather Cahoon to serve as guest host on this episode. Hey, Heather. Hi, Dr. Shanoff. Thank you for having me. I am honored to serve as the host of this special episode. This discussion is so important because you have been very busy these first 100 days as you've gotten to know the district and meet many of the teachers, the staff, parents, and students who call Osceola home. Can you walk us through some of the things that you have done during your first 100 days here? Thank you for that question. I, you know, some days it feels like I've been here for three years. And then other days, it feels like I've only been here for three seconds. But we we have accomplished quite a bit. And and I just want to say that um, at the onset, that this is really a team effort. This is this is about the school board working collaboratively with, with me and senior staff to make sure that all of our kids receive a very high quality experience in our schools. To date, I've visited all of our schools in the school district of Osceola County at least once. Some schools I've been to multiple times. I get the opportunity to meet with uh, with board members like you, and usually we meet formally every other week, um, but we do have things that occur between where um, you have questions and we talk all the time. And then we meet as a senior leadership team once a week we hold monthly meetings where all of our principals come together to learn and build a better learning experience for our students. That is something, though, that has been in place for many, many years. It's been a very successful way to collaborate with our principals, to be able to connect with them. That's something that's been just wonderful to be a part of and very different for me coming from a much larger district to be able to have kind of a, a more intimate setting with the principals to be able to um, talk directly with them about the things that are important to them. I've completed five episodes of Shan Off Shadows, where I've joined Natasha from Harmony's uh, School Nutrition Services team, Chris from our maintenance team, Nardelli from Transportation, Caitlin, the school nurse at Zenith, and Miss Torres, a VE teacher at St. Cloud Elementary. At the end of each of these um, experiences, I sit down and interview the person that I'm shadowing for a podcast episode. This helps me reflect on my experience with them and share their hard work and dedication with the community. I encourage everybody to check those out at Spotify and Apple if you haven't already. Dr. Shanoff, let me ask you, what's been your favorite experience in your Shanoff shadow? Heather, I can't possibly <laughs> choose just one. They've all been they've all been amazing. But what I would say is the one thing that's been very affirming for me is the ownership that people have in their work and the pride that they take in their work and the connectivity back to what the main goal is. There are certain things about um, Tasha's 
school nutrition services day that I would do over and over again. I would load chicken tenders into those boats, you know, and put them into um, put them into the oven any day of the week. Uh, taking out the trash, not so much. Not a fan of it at home. Uh, not a fan of it when I was working with her. You know, I think that, you know, Chris being able to, every day is something different with Chris. Um, and, and I think that that in many ways is very much like the school experience. You just never know what you're going to get when you walk into a school, you into a school know. day. Every day is different and brings its own challenges. Nardelli, that's her classroom. The school bus is her classroom. And her interactions with the parents and the kids are, are some of the reasons why those kids come to school, um, which is a very powerful place to be. Caitlin is thorough uh, in, a, in an area where you have to be thorough, um, being the school nurse. She takes nothing to chance. She will, she will absolutely ask all the right questions for students. Students trust her, which is incredibly important when you talk about the relationship with school nurses. And then Ms. Torres, I mean, what can you say about the teachers that work in our classrooms, especially those that are working each and every day with our students um, in exceptional education? Uh, they are just rock stars. Um, they are absolute heroes um, for everything that they do. Had an opportunity to meet now twice, and we've got a third meeting scheduled with our student advisory group. This is made up of two seniors at each of our high schools, including OVS. And we come together to talk about how we can make the student experience better at all of our schools. And the discussion has been robust and they have such tremendous ideas that what we thought was going to be quarterly meetings have now turned into monthly meetings. And we are now at a point where I need to release them to do the work um, because they are ready and they're motivated to help students feel more connected at school. I'm super excited about what's coming from them and they'll be presenting to the school board in Ooh, January. Okay, yes, I'm ready. Um, with their whole proposal and everything that they're going to be doing that um, I will gladly stay quiet on the dais and just smile with pride. And then of course, the now famous meet and treats. I completed 10 meet and treats with employees as well as parents, students, and community members. These were very, very insightful conversations, and I hope to continue events like this to maintain an open dialogue between the school district and the community. We will be doing some deeper dives um, over the course of the second semester with both employees, parents, and the community. So then we can really hone in specifically on areas of focus and people, some things that people may be more passionate about than others then folks can actually choose which lane they really want to kind of fall into in terms of providing some some better feedback and in, in, uh, delivering uh, some potential solutions. That's awesome. The meet and treats were something you emphasized in your 100-day plan when we were interviewing you for the superintendent position. What were some of the highest rated thoughts shared by both our employees and our community when you were doing those interviews across our district? So thanks thanks for that question. I, I really wanted feedback in three areas. I wanted to know what the school district was doing well, wanted to know what were our areas for improvement and what ways in which we could communicate better. And from our employees, um, one thing that was that the school district was doing well was um, providing um, a, a salary increase for employees. 
which was uh, the response um, from the board. The board really committed to the employees this year. This was not about something that um, that I delivered or staff delivered. This was about the board saying, you know what? We value our folks. We believe that our employees are doing amazing work and, and we need to do everything in our power to make sure that our employees know that they are appreciated for the work that they continue to do. Nurturing a, a strong sense of community centered around schools, partnership and engagement. That was another thing that the employees thought that we were doing well. They felt that we were always ensuring um, that our students were put first. That polled very, very high as well with our employees, which we know that that is a major, that's a major motivator for our staff because that's what they do on a daily basis at our schools is always putting kids first. Parents believe that, uh, that one thing that the school district was doing well was ensuring that the safety and security of our students in school was of top priority and top of mind. And we believe that regular ongoing communication with parents regarding things that are occurring relative to security without necessarily giving away all of our secrets around our security posture. But when things arise, we need to be um, communicating with parents. Parents will always understand that stuff happens. They just want to make sure that they're in the know. And when they're in the know, they've always been extremely supportive. Our parents believe that we are supporting an extremely diverse community, a community that continues to grow. Um, here in Osceola County, we have a lot of development that's occurring. They believe that we're doing a good job of keeping up with not just the diversity in our community, employing our high, our high quality teachers, um, staff and administrators, but more folks that really care about the work, providing strong communication and community outreach, partnering with the Osceola County government and Valencia for tuition-free college or vocational training for our seniors. Osceola Prosper is a best-in-class and only-in-class benefit of living in Osceola County. And there is not a school district in the nation that benefits more than the tremendous leadership of their county government than Osceola County schools. Osceola County government has made this a priority. The commissioners from the Osceola County government have been strong supporters of the Osceola County schools for so long. And, um, and Osceola Prosper, again, is a major differentiator. When people are looking to move to Central Florida, why would they not want to take um, their kids and, and take their move to, a, to an area that supports um, and puts their arms around public education as much as this does? Are you so. listening, County Commissioners? We thank you again for Osceola Prosper because it is one of our favorite programs to partner with you on. We did have responses um, relative to where areas that we could improve around continuing to look for opportunities to increase pay for all employees, making sure that all of our folks feel <clears throat> appreciated and valued. Parents and community were, were discussing how we could better handle student behavior, bullying, helping parents understand how to get involved in their kids' education as well, and then how we could better communicate with with our both our employees and our parents, visiting campuses to meet with employees, providing opportunities for two-way communication and questions, which I think that uh, the Remind app has done a lot for our district in ensuring that parents are getting messaging in a timely fashion. 
We want to make sure that all of our school websites are updated regularly and easy to navigate. That's that's an area of focus that we've been continuing to work on, and we're starting to see some movement now where our school-based websites actually reflect much more timely information. And then hosting question and answer sessions for parents, and those will be coming, those will be forthcoming, um, especially as we narrow down what what specifically we want to be discussing with our community around those big buckets that Thought Exchange helped identify for us. I want to thank everybody who attended one of these meet and greets. They were so insightful, and this feedback will help shape the district's next strategic plan. So speaking of the strategic plan, something we've been in talks with a lot lately, these next few questions focus on the five goals in the current plan. With goal one focusing on academic success, what new things are happening in our classrooms that help students be future ready? Some of the things that we've started to see um, are the Paxton Patterson labs that are being fully implemented as an elective at all middle and K-8 schools for hands-on career exploration. We've got nine high schools that have successfully transitioned from um, AP to Cambridge um, in the area of psychology. We'll continue to expand Cambridge offerings while not sacrificing any of the other lanes that people have become accustomed to, like AP or IB. ALCO has almost doubled their adult education enrollment. We know that within our community, education is a virtue that's not just um, something that is uh, centered around K-12, but centered around our adults and our adults really looking for um, a pathway to, um, to, to more marketable skills. And over 9,679 choice applications have been accepted this school year to meet the individual needs of our students. We talk a lot about being a choice-friendly district. And I don't think that you could find a district in the state of Florida that will have as many choice options as us. That's been a big one for us. Uh, and and we continue to um, go down the road of uh, improving instruction everywhere and anywhere we can. I have to say I can agree with you on the comments you made around choice. I was talking to someone who's a student in Orange County, and when I was sharing that my kids go to different schools. She was like, why are they at different high schools? And I said, because they go to the schools that interest them where we have programs. And she's like, oh, it's not really like that where we are. And a plug for our choice um, and innovation department, they do have their choice fair coming up on November 16th. It's going to be an awesome night for our families. I hope that we have um, more families coming out. We had almost 4,000 there last year, if I remember correctly. So that's a great way for our families and our students to see what offerings we do have and where they're at. Goal two is talent management. Right around the time you came on board as superintendent, our district, along with many others, were struggling to fill vacant positions. Our human resources office has been able to hire and onboard more than 800 since this summer. How did you overcome this shortage, and what ideas do you have to ensure we'll continue to retain and hire quality teachers in Osceola County? Let's make no mistake that we continue to actively search for and want to hire qualified teachers into the field. We will never be, uh, I believe, in the foreseeable future, we will never be out of a teacher shortage. But I do believe that the team moved mountains over the course of the year, excuse me, over the course of the summer and then the first part of this year to really onboard um, new teachers. It was about 
looking actively at number one, how many vacancies we had and tracking those vacancies week to week over the course of the summer. Everybody kind of saw the scorecard of where we had vacancies, the grade levels, the number within that grade level, that content area, just what gets measured gets done. And we were actively measuring the the number of uh, of vacancies that were occurring over the course of the summer. We took a much more aggressive posture with our social media campaign in terms of uh, trying to reach teacher candidates. That was uh, extremely powerful and successful and ended up onboarding 90 new teachers as a result of social media efforts, which wow. is really, uh, it's just excellent. So we have been able to fill our teacher absences and vacancies across the district through um, not just an internal long-term sub process, but, but through Kelly Services, which has a 96% fill rate. We were able to work collaboratively with uh, OCEA uh, to, um, to submit the school board approved instructional salary distribution plan by the deadline. We were one of, I believe, four districts that were able to do it by the deadline out of 67. A good working relationship with the unions is always important. We value that and we we appreciate our, our partners with the unions. Our recruitment specialist placed and met with teacher interns to discuss employment opportunities. In fact, tomorrow, Mr. Our, Dr. Allen and I will be meeting with, uh, with all of our interns and having a nice little reception for them where we will talk about how easy the employment process is here in the school district of Osceola. And then we entered into a new agreement with the University of St. Augustine for Health Sciences to accept interns from the speech language pathologist program to fill critical shortage positions. SLPs um, are very hard to come by in the public schools. And being able to bring on interns um, really does kind of strengthen the pipeline for us to help onboard um, SLPs as they graduate, um, but allow them to earn some of the hours that they need um, to get full certification. As a former teacher and who was an intern uh, in college in our classrooms, I think that's a great idea of you hosting a reception for them and kind of bringing them all to one place and showing them um, how they can onboard with us after their internships. Um, kudos to you on coming up with that, you and Dr. Allen. Our next goal, fiscal responsibility, is a big one. How is our district ensuring that we are using taxpayer and non-taxpayer dollars effectively? We have one of the best finance departments, business and finance departments in K-12. And I don't think that that's just um, K-12 in Florida. I think that that's K-12 nationwide. And I was actually able to see it over the last week in meeting with other finance leaders within K-12. I was able to see just how knowledgeable and understanding of the teaching and learning experience and how you support that with our team here in the school district of Osceola County. Not only have we positioned ourselves um, to offer that substantial pay increase this year, but we've been able to shift uh, dollars that um, we always spend our grant dollars first. And I think that one of the reasons why we are in good financial shape is because uh, our business and finance team always looks to spend 
the grant dollars first and where we can shift our general fund dollars into areas that are either grant or special revenue, we will go ahead and we will do that. Then we we allow those general operating dollars um, to continue to um, continue to build and be used where where it's most appropriate and where we can get our highest yield. That only comes from folks that are very experienced um, in the finance field. It means that um, we have to be good stewards of the taxpayer dollars. So when we look at our revenue sources, especially coming in through the quarter penny and then the half penny sales tax, one of the things that we have to make sure of is that we're actually being good stewards. When we do that, we um, engage a business advisory board. You're, you're a part of the business advisory board um, representing the school board. And we share the various capital projects that we're working on for which those tax dollars have been identified. This has really allowed us to keep up with the growth that's occurring within our district, but it's also helping us with deferred maintenance projects on, um, on some of our older existing buildings that maybe haven't reached the point of needing to be rebuilt, but can be renovated or specific programs and projects within those schools can be handled as a result of um, the sales tax dollars that we generate. We're fortunate. We have a community that really believes in the work that um, the school district of Osceola County is doing, which is why they approved the, um, the sales tax referendum. We have a, a county government that um, we are sharing in that quarter penny um, sales tax referendum. And we want to make sure that um, at all facets, we're very transparent in how we're spending the public's money. Um, it is their money. And we have to make sure that we're properly delivering on, um, on all of the funds that those hard-earned dollars um, are being brought to us with. I have to agree. I think the transparency that our teams bring to the table when it comes to those monies being spent is outstanding because the community can look and see exactly where we're spending those dollars and see it come to fruition in the projects that onboard afterwards. Community engagement is our fourth goal. This includes the various ways we communicate with our parents and the community, as well as any events that we put on at the district level. You've started some brand new initiatives like Marking Excellence, a series of weekly videos, and bi-monthly podcasts. How successful have those been, and are there any other community highlights you would like to share with us? Community engagement has been something that I think is is paramount to, to my onboarding. And, and the reason why is because I'm the unknown quantity. When you have a change of leadership, especially in a position like superintendent, it's not the community's job to get to know the superintendent. It is the superintendent's job to get to know the community. This has actually been a labor of love for me. I know that it has required a significant amount of effort from our um, public information office and our community relations team who have been nothing short of phenomenal in following me around, creating great experiences for me to be a part of, um, allowing me to spend hours in these um, Shanoff shadows. I'm not there for 45 minutes. I'm there for three, three and a half hours doing the work. And sometimes there's downtime. Sometimes, sometimes it just it never stops. But they're with me every step of the way. The, the Marking Excellence videos, which I do every week, 
are keeping 1,767 families informed about some of the things that are occurring within our schools. And that number continues to rise. I write all of those messages myself. I believe that this is my opportunity to speak directly to our community. It's an opportunity for me to speak directly with our employees. They need to know what's what's going on in my head and what's kind of on my heart at any given point. I like to look at the school year in kind of these blocks of time and certain things that are taking place and the timeliness of of you know, uh, the end of the first marking period, the timeliness of, of the Thanksgiving winter holiday break, all of those things uh, to me, I think kind of represent different points of the year where you need to reflect, but you also need to help um, refocus on certain things that are important. Because the one thing I know about our employees, because I feel it too, even as superintendent, you can get bogged down where you start to feel like you're treading water or swimming upstream. And you need someone to reaffirm that you're doing the right work and you are actually making progress, even though it may seem like you're not. The progress is being made. I see it in our schools. Every school that I've been into, um, you know, I see the progression. I see the progression of not just academic achievement, but I'm able to see the progression of, of our teachers getting better at what they're doing, getting more comfortable utilizing all the tools, all the new curriculum, everything that's there. Um, the interaction between teachers, the interaction between team members is getting better over the course of the year. The podcast series averages about 200 listens per episode. If you've not already listened to the, any of those podcast episodes, I encourage you to do so. Remember, Apple and Spotify, you'll learn important things about what's happening in our district and a better understanding of the work of the various educational heroes in Osceola County. We know that not every hero wears a cape, and certainly we have 8,000 heroes in the school district of Osceola County, and their story needs to be told. That's the purpose behind the shadows. And, and, and actually, I, I really do, I can't reiterate enough how those are put together so then we can tell that story in a very short, compressed period of time. Um, but that's where community relations does a phenomenal job. Just to go ahead and kind of just get through a, a few other highlights from community relations, because it seems like they never sleep. I have the student advisory group that I meet with. Um, that has been phenomenal. I've had the opportunity to meet with the faith-based leaders within our county as well. That's been a very powerful conversation. We're actually continuing that conversation before Thanksgiving. And then meeting with the various uh, chambers of commerce is something that's very important to me. Most recently, the Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce came in um, to share lunch uh, last week. And it was a very productive conversation around engaging their businesses and district business. And certainly we wanna make sure that we're taking care of our locally owned businesses and steering, um, steering the work where they are eminently qualified to go ahead and provide that, that work. Partners in Education um, Office has collaborated with the Central Florida Hotel and Lodging Association on a collection drive of work and interview attire for high school and um, adult education students. The OASIS Office has provided background checks and clearance for over 6,000 school volunteers 
we've done some amazing work and around telling the story of the district. And I know that that's something that we will continue to do and continue to do well. I have to say, anytime I'm out in the community at various meetings or events, there's always someone that comes up to me and says, I met Dr. Shanoff at, and gives me something that you've been at. Um, And it's really great to hear because I think that was very important. That was something we heard from our community when we were doing the interview process was they wanted someone that knew our community, got involved in our community if they weren't someone from here, um, and really made sure that they took what our community is about and ran with it when they um, came on board. So um, I have to say I'm glad that you've gotten out there, and uh, I really think that you're enjoying it from what I can tell. I love it. It is the best. I'm enjoying myself very much. All right. Our last goal of this current strategic plan is safety and security. How are we ensuring our schools remain safe places for our students and staff every day? Safety and security is probably our most important job. It, it goes beyond, uh, it transcends everything else. If we do not create uh, safe and secure environments for our students to learn and grow and for our staff members to, to work and thrive, then we're not doing our job at all. We've got a few things that are in place. There are certain things related to safety and security that uh, we talk about daily just among senior leadership. And we have a great working relationship with um, all of the local law enforcement partners. We're in the process of training up all of our threat assessment team members, and we can properly address anything that comes our way, whether it's a threat to self, threat to others. But we we have some technology that's in place that's going to be of benefit to everyone as well. And, And the RAVE system allows school district employees to go ahead and utilize an app on their phone that will go ahead and and essentially communicate an emergency, something as benign as I need help in my classroom, all the way to, you know, a lockdown. Those are things that can all be done through the RAVE app. Thankfully, the RAVE system is up and running uh, properly for all of our schools. SSEM, which is our safety and security and emergency management, is working closely with departments to update our district reunification procedures, which includes partnering with our emergency operations center to complete a simulated safety exercise. We are in the planning stages of a district-wide emergency preparedness day that will take place uh, next summer, which will help um, provide some great information, uh, training opportunity, working with law enforcement, um, other first responders, local hospital staff around emergency situations and how to handle those. So then we can take our folks through all of that training. Then if, God forbid, they are in a situation where they do need to act. It will not be something that they're doing for the first time. I love hearing that as a parent and three students in our schools, getting them home safe every day is a key priority for me, as is all of our parents and our families. Amazing things are happening in the school district of Osceola County. As you move forward and consider the feedback that you've received from students, parents, teachers, staff, the community, what are the next steps you plan to take as the leader of our district? I think it really becomes important for me to return all of this feedback to the school board and work collectively with the board 
around what the next iteration of the strategic plan is going to look like. And that may even change how we even construct a strategic plan. The strategic plan that we've been working off of is now year five of five. It was established um, prior to COVID. And obviously, we know um, that a lot of things that we had in place and expected to have in place in year five of the strategic plan were put on hold as a result of what we experienced in 2020. That said, um, I think that what we're, where we will head is probably to something a little bit more responsive and dynamic, something that will allow us to go ahead and plan for three years with the idea that that third year constantly rolls and we can constantly make adjustments along the way with the idea that we're never going to sacrifice what our vision is, what our mission is, what we intend to accomplish, but the strategies in which we use to get to that to those ends may have to change depending on different things that may come at us. Some of those things will be within our control and some of those things may not be within our control, but at least we'll be able to adapt and respond. And if we're able to adapt and respond, I think what, what we'll find is the, the community will feel as though they are getting tremendous value um, out of their uh, local school district. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that people feel empowered in the education of their kids, but their kids are getting the, the best educational experience possible because at the end of the day, happy kids – means happy parents, happy parents um, means a happy community, and the community just continues to thrive. These, commu these, these discussions, this conversation that continues to go with our employees and the community, it has to be ongoing. And once we kind of build out the strategic plan, then it becomes sharing the strategic plan. Then it becomes, um, all right, holding us accountable for the strategic plan and making sure that we're getting good feedback, anecdotal and otherwise, along the way. And that's where I think we're going to be headed next. Is there anything else you want to add today, Dr. Shanoff? This experience thus far has been um, the honor of a lifetime. It, that's not hyperbolic. I get up every day not taking this experience for granted, but knowing that every day I've got to go in and there's a sense of urgency for kids all over our district to have a great day that I need for them to go into school thinking that they're going to come out um, the other side a better person, a more well-informed citizen, a, um, somebody who has greater skills than when they walked in. And we owe, we owe that to our kids. Education is the great equalizer in our society. All of our students deserve the opportunity to reach their potential, and that's what drives me. The, the responsibility that the school board has placed with me is, is an awesome responsibility. It is a daunting responsibility, but it's one that I feel very strongly about because I know what education did for me and education needs to have that impact for everybody else. That's where I just want to say to everybody who, you know, clips on their badge every single day um, to come in to work, 
the students that um, that get on our buses, that you know, say goodbye to mom or dad or whoever when they get out of the car. Um, I am here for you. I think about you all the time, and everything that we do is about making sure that you're taken care of, and that you are appreciated, and that you are valued. And that's how we will continue to roll um, in our district. And um, I just I I I love the idea of where we are headed collectively as a team, as a unit, as an Osceola County family. I love hearing that. If anyone listens to any part of this, I think it's just that last sentiment that you shared. I want people to feel as um, inspired about their day as you do every day you wake up. I want our teachers to feel that, our students to feel that, our families to feel that, because you've just inspired me. I hope tomorrow I wake up feeling that same that same energy and motivation for my day. I think that is a great thing for you to have as our superintendent um, as you start each of your days here in Osceola County. And who knows how many days it's going to go on. We've done 100, and now how, <laughs> how many more? I look forward to them all with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you um, to you. Thank you um, for, for taking the time to talk through some of these things that we've been able to accomplish as a district um, during these first 100 days. Um, I'm, I'm a very proud of the team, the employees that have allowed this progress to occur during the first 100 days. And I have more belief than ever in the team that we have, definitely not just here at the district office, but everybody who's out in schools, everybody at a maintenance hub, everybody working in a kitchen, everybody that's working on a, uh, you know, at one of our, on one of our buses, um, in a truck, you know, going from school to school that's on call tonight, um, because something may happen at a school, safety and security for keeping all of our kids safe. They are the inspiring ones, um, and they are the ones that ultimately are, are the reason why we are where we are 100 days in and why we will be even better tomorrow as we just try to get better tomorrow and every day. So anything else, Heather, that you would like to share? I think you've covered it all. That's been a, a very event-filled 100 days. It has. It it's leaves been me a, a little tired just <laughs> listening to it. It's been, it's been a busy 100 days. And, and thank you to everybody for tuning in to today's episode. I want to remind you to try to do your best because every day is day one in the school district of Osceola County.